Hey, we're back and today we're going to be talking pools, pool installation tips for summer staycations. Did I get that right, Rich? Staycations? Yeah. Staycations. Staycations. And we've got Rick Black from Lathan Pool Products and uh, we'll be back right after this to talk a little bit more about pools. Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems, home improvement problems, that is, and for people who want common sense guidance on how to build green and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Send an email or call into the show. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. All right, cool. Hey, Rick, uh, we're going to talk pools today. But uh, we want to talk a little bit about all kinds of pools. And somebody that's thinking, you know what? I want a big, I want a big bucket of water in my backyard. How do I start? Where do I go to do that? Um, so go ahead and give us a kind of rundown. Maybe some of the differences between if you just wanted a uh, an in-ground Different pool versus pools. above ground and, and and things like that. Give give us a kind of overview of all those different options if you could. Yeah, well, so as Rich has said, there's above ground pools. Those are your um, least expensive pools. You can have a blast in them. You know, it doesn't really matter whether the water's above the ground or in the ground as far as how much fun you can have in the pool. But that's your least expensive place to start. Um, and then when you start going into the in-ground options, the oldest type of pool is the concrete pool, which is what most of us swam in when we were kids, public pools and that kind of thing, Olympic-sized pools. And then in the 1950s, um, vinyl liner pools were introduced. Another term that you hear sometimes for vinyl liner pools are package pools because they were delivered on a pallet, so it came in a package. Hmm. And then um, actually in the 50s, fiberglass pools were introduced, but uh, it was uh, not very well known. It took many years for them to really take on any sort of market penetration. And really not until the late 90s, early 2000s, did fiberglass really take traction. And those and are the so ones you see point, sitting by the freeway. They're just big things sitting by next to the freeway, right? Right. That's exactly right. Just a, <laughs> a big, huge, if you want to call it, a big, huge bathtub. Uh-huh. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So, um, and it, those didn't catch on. Why didn't those catch on? Are hard to move around or they're hard to get to the job site? Um, well, they are a little bit difficult to move around and harder to get to the job site in some sense. But um, ultimately, there needed to be an evolution in some of the materials themselves, some technology in the resins, and just an overall development. And, um, and there really hadn't been too much uh, new technology as far as the materials go, say, in the last 10 or 15 years. The, the resins and everything that are used to make fiberglass pools are extremely advanced. Same type of resins you use to make multimillion-dollar yachts. It's, right. really been, it's really been more of a... Uh, a homeowner's acceptance of the product. You know, it's the new kid on the block. And so just like with any technology, you have the early adopters and then it just takes a while for there to be enough social proof and trust in the product. And so um, just to give you an example, um, I got in the pool business back in the early 90s, early 90s and fiberglass pools made up about three quarters to 1% of the market. Wow. And uh, dominated by concrete pools. Yeah. And so here we are roughly 30 years later and uh, fiberglass pools make up roughly 20% of the market. So it's it's, uh, it's on a steep curve. Uh, uh -huh. Well, when it comes to a liner or package pool and a fiberglass pool, uh, can you design your own pool or customize them? I mean, I think 
you know, we do predominantly concrete pulls where I'm at. Uh, and, you know, we just form them and shoot them and then go back and pebble credo or pebble tech and then tile. Um, but as a fiberglass pool, can it be modified or can it be customized to, to whatever you want? Um, well, so to your point, you know, concrete pools have the ultimate in terms of customization. Vinyl liner pools uh, are second in that rank. And um, you can do pretty much anything with a vinyl liner pool shape wise that you can do with a concrete pool. And then um, the answer to the question is in terms of the shape and where the steps are and all those kind of things. Currently, the fiberglass pool is built on a mold, just like a boat is built on a mold. So those things are set. There are some things you can do regarding customization as far as adding a, a tan ledge or a spa next to the pool body itself. Um, you can put that same tile that you would put on a concrete pool on a fiberglass pool. So you have customization there, inlaid mosaics, obviously lots of different colors. You mentioned Pebble Tech. Uh, we've got some colors that kind of replicate the, uh, the Pebble Tech. So um, I didn't I didn't realize you could tile a fiberglass pool at all. I didn't even realize <laughs> that was an option. <laughs> no, actually, my, that's my, how I envision them. It's just, you know, like you said, a big fiberglass bathtub. You dig a hole, drop it in. And then what about durability versus all these different options? What's going what's gonna to have the, the, the best durability, serviceability, last the longest? Uh, or are they all going to last about the same? Great question. Um, and depends on kind of what facet of uh, last forever that you're looking for. <laughs> so, you know, as, uh, as Rich mentioned, the concrete pool, if you got your rebar and your concrete and you have your finish and if it's all built right, um, it's going to last a long, long time. Mm -hmm. um, the certainty is at some point you're going to have to resurface the, uh, the finish. Mm -hmm. And so depending on which surface you choose for your concrete pool, there are some longer lasting surfaces than other. Again, Pebble Tech was mentioned. That's a really robust, great looking finish. Um, one of the things with the uh, concrete pool is that you do have an interactive surface there, meaning that the water is interacting with the surface. And so you have a little bit more responsibility with the water chemistry. Typically you're using a little higher levels of chlorine than you are with the other types of pools. And then with the vinyl liner pool, um, generally speaking, you're gonna change the liner out every seven to 12 years, depending on how well you treat your water and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and then with the fiberglass pool, um, what you gain by accepting limited size and shapes because keep in mind you know you've got somewhere depending on how you define all the different options 50 to 100 options um, free forms rectangles and all that but you never resurface the pool um, and so you have less chemicals in the water so you have less monthly cost annual cost and you never have that looming long-term cost of having to resurface it or replace mm -hmm. the line excellent okay um so uh well, Go ahead, Rich. Well, just you're talking about chemicals and chlorine and all that. And so using like everything nowadays, it seems like everybody's going to uh, salt generators or salt pools. Yeah. And does that now reduce, you know, it, it, it's still chlorine, right? It's an electrolysis process. It takes salt, takes it from sodium chloride to chlorine. And so it's still chlorine in the pool, is it not? Yeah, um, again, you're spot on. And it is a confusing thing out there because lots of people think that it's a chlorine alternative because they have, you know, the salt pool. Um, but basically all you're doing is changing the methodology by which you're introducing chlorine into the water. You can either manufacture it with a salt chlorine generator um, or you can buy tablets 
and introduce it through automatic coordinators or whatever. And so um, either way, it's upon the, the customer to make sure they monitor that right. And so, you know, what, I guess one of the analogies that I use, I don't know whether you, you'll think it's a good analogy or not, but somebody will say, well, do you think a salt chlorine generator is a good way to go? And I, to me, it's kind of like, well, do you think cruise control is a good way to drive? And the answer is yes, <laughs> unless I leave my cruise control on 70 and then I get off the exit ramp and go through a couple of neighborhoods. And and so <laughs> what happens with salt chlorine generators is people set it and forget it. And then mm -hmm. generally speaking, their chlorine levels will become elevated and their pH levels will become elevated. And that creates a kind of a corrosive environment, not only for the pool surfaces itself, but everything to do with the plumbing system. Mm -hmm. You got to remember now your family. <clears throat> so, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not necessarily as one good as one better. It's just a matter of what's right for you. And then as a, as a homeowner, just like with your car, you have certain responsibilities to sure. take Right. So um, is, is there a different like pumping system, filtration system, whether you're using the chlorine or the salt, or is that mechanical system going to be the same? Yeah, the mechanical system is going to be exactly the same. You're just going to have an electrode in the uh, circulation system that the uh, sodium chloride is going to pass by and create the sodium hypochlorite for the chlorine and the sodium hydroxide. So you don't do anything different with the circulation system. You just simply put the electrode in line. Okay. And what about filtration? Uh, you know, I think, what is it? There's sand, and then you've got the big cartridge thing that uh, like, looks like a, an air filter kind of thing. Um, is one better than the other? Is there one way to go that you, sh you, know, you kind of try to steer your clients? Well, so in, in Florida, um, you know, there's diatomaceous earth as well. Um, and so, you, as you said, you've got the... the cartridge filter, the sand filter, the diatomaceous earth, you might hear the term DE filter. Okay. And um, so from the perspective of having the cleanest water, all of them are going to do a great job as long as you size your pump right, and you size your filter right. Then if you have enough, what they call turnover, enough times in the day where the water passes through the filter, you're going to have a nice clean pool. Um, technically, the diatomaceous earth is going to take out the smallest particles. So from some sort of a microscopic perspective, not anything you would necessarily see, the DE would uh, would give you more polished water. Um, <laughs> and then you've got the sand and you've got the cartridge filter. The cartridge filters, depending on how big of a cartridge you use, they can be a little bit cumbersome to clean. And uh -huh. so depending on how big of a filter you use, um, will determine how many times a year you have to take that apart and hose it off and clean it and degrease it. Mm -hmm. And um, and then the DE, a couple of times um, a year, you're going to have to what they call recharge it, where you get rid of the DE that's on the grids and add new. So that's something you deal with um, from the level of effort from the homeowner, which right. as a homeowner, usually I'm looking to minimize my effort. Right. Right. So, so the nice thing about a sand filter um, is that you can. All you have to do is backwash the sand, and we won't get into what necessarily all that means in terms of circulation, but it's how you clean the debris that's gathered in the sand out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you can be drinking a Coke or a cup of coffee and go out there and you turn the valve two or three times to the correct positions, and you're done, and you walk back in the house. So um, ultimately, that's a decision that you make with your pool professional once you decide which pool you want and all the other things that uh, – are part of the pool to select the one that's right for you. Excellent. Um, 
So uh, let's get into a little uh, specific about uh, what you do and your company and, and what you provide the, the homeowner, or are you just working with the pool installation companies? Well, it's a little bit of, of both. Our primary customer is the pool builder. We sell our okay. products to the pool builder. So, you know, Latham Pool Products was founded in 1956. It just so happens that this year we're celebrating our 65th year in business. Excellent. Um, yeah, so we, we do a great job and the company's grown from what you might call a mom and pop to a, a, a large worldwide company. We have manufacturing operations in the U.S. and Canada and Australia and New Zealand. And uh, wow. so we build a lot of pools. Um, we're the largest manufacturer of fabricated pools on planet Earth. And so... You know, that's all well and good if you, to be large, but at the same time, if you're really large, but you build junk product, well, that's, that's not necessarily yeah. something to be proud of. So, um, you know, we build great products. And to your point, you know, we're selling to the, uh, the builder and then the builders then taking that product and putting it in the backyard. And then at that point, we have a relationship with the homeowner because sure. we have the warranty on everything we sell. And so, um, you know, it's important that we build high quality products and then we stand behind those products. So are you doing, you know, from the pool itself all the way through filtration and you've got options for all of that? Or is there one specific part of this that you, that you guys specialize in? Yeah, a couple of different parts um, that we participate in. We don't participate in anything regarding pumps and filters and handrails and ladders and those kind of things. But um, on the vinyl liner pool side, we make the, the walls and the braces and the coping and, everything that it would take to construct the vessel to hold water. Okay. And uh, on the fiberglass side, we're making the shells, whether it be the fiberglass pool shell or the tan ledges or the spas and all those kind of things. And then we also years ago got into the cover business. So we have three different covers that we offer. One is an automatic safety cover. It's a really cool device to me. It's kind of has a James Bond flair because you just flip a switch or you, hit a button and the cover just goes across your pool uh-huh and then hit another button and it comes right back off the pool kind of neat super great in terms of safety and and uh, decreases your chemical usage and that kind of thing right and then we sell some other type of safety covers which anchor into the concrete deck we have solid covers in those and we also have mesh covers so those are our primary offerings so if you want if you want one of those automatic covers, do you have to have a rectangle or square pool, or is there uh, uh, something out there that will go through? If you have a kidney shaped pool, that you can still put a cover on it. Yeah, it's much easier if you have a rectangular pool to put the uh, automatic safety cover on. But if you have a free form pool, there's a couple of ways to do it. Um, with either pool, you can do a, an on deck track. So um, you have the, the track actually on top of the concrete, not as oh. cool as having it underneath the concrete maybe, but that would be maybe a retrofit that if somebody had a pool and they wanted to put an automatic safety cover. Mm -hmm. And if you do a, a free form, there's a process that we uh, use called a pool in a pool. And so basically you pour a rectangular deck around the free form pool. Okay. So basically now all of a sudden you have a rectangle, then you put your tracks on top of the uh, first deck and pour the deck around that. So it works really, really well, looks great, and a very viable option. Excellent. Makes sense. Excellent. And uh, waterfalls or any of those kinds of features, uh, hot tubs, those can get incorporated into it at the same time? Yeah, those can get incorporated. We have hot tubs that um, can be uh, one of the most popular installations down in 
Florida course is where you have the pool and the spa elevated next to it and you have a spillover with the water going in. So you get not only the beauty of the spillover, but you get the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy told me, you know, he said, the thing I like about that is my homeowner can enjoy the pool, whether they're looking at it or not. Cause even if you're not looking at it, you still hear that wonderful sound. You can do the same thing with tan ledges. We have bubbler fountains that can go in the, the pools. Um, we have these waterfalls called cascades that go in the side of the fiberglass pool and the water arches out. Oh, looks cool. fantastic. Lots and lots of different options for accessories on this. And I'm assuming you're doing all LED lighting now instead of the old Chevy truck light at one end. <laughs> you know, the old pools. You can always tell the age of uh, the pool at my house now has the Chevy truck light in it, you know. And then I get another one. The LEDs that we use are amazing because they're such a small item and they're color changing. I mean, you can really get some nice effects. Yeah, you're spot on. It's funny you said Chevy because we used to talk about the Volkswagen headlight. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, yeah, and you know, and then the, the uh, evolution of that was like you said, you ended up with those incandescent lights to start with, cool but kind of a pain, and then it uh, evolved into the fiber optic lights, and they right. did those for a while. And then now the LED lights are just spectacular, uh, much smaller fitting, and then uh, there's a the next thing that's kind of going on is uh, the LED lights with the uh, induction technology to where you have a wire that runs down to a power emitter into the wall. And then the bulb literally just screws into the fitting. And when the back of the bulb touches the power emitter, the light comes on. So when you change that out, it's just so much easier. And then, of course, those bulbs last 100,000 hours anyway. So it's right. just amazing and awesome the way all this stuff has evolved so that now somebody can literally put in a pool and if you make the right choices going in i always used to say when i was selling pools uh, in backyards at kitchen tables is you know you have the option to spend a little more money now and mm-hmm. a lot less time day to day or you can get cheap now and then it's going to require a little more time right and, um, and so it's uh that, that still holds true today well excellent uh we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up rick it's rick black from latham pool products and is there a website uh, or a phone number, email that you want to give out? Yeah, if everybody just goes to LathamPool.com, we've got a great website. You can see all of our products there. You can go through and we've got a pool calculator and some other things that helps you kind of guide through what may, what budget you have and some of that selection process. And, and then contractor locator that's or distributor. Fill out a form and find a dealer near you. Excellent. All right. We'll Perfect. put that link to, 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 uh, to your company right down below. So got any questions you can post below and uh, we can forward those on to Rick also. So I want to thank you for your time today, sir. Uh, great talking pools. I know it's cold right now, at least where I'm at. It's, it's 30 <laughs> something degrees and uh, I'm sure down where you guys are, you're swimming already. So that's just the way it is. 90 today. <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> there you go. So uh, with that, I say, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And uh, Hey, Rich, you ready? Yes, sir. Keep it square and level. Keep it square and level. Until, Until next, next week. time. All right. Next time. Yeah, sure. Something like that. One of these days, we're going to get it right, Rich. Rich, you know that. Well, it used to be easier when it was actually radio. Yeah, because it was just next week. Because we knew it was coming back next week. And clear. Located on Milwaukee Avenue, the Niles Design District is a home improvement destination for consumers, designers, and contractors. For those looking to renovate a kitchen or a bathroom, expand with a new addition, or enhance their curb appeal, Niles Design District in Niles, Illinois offers everything in one convenient location. It's your road to a better home.